0: The Live to Smart podcast is sponsored by Philips. Philips' mission is to make the world healthier and more sustainable through innovation with the goal of improving the lives of 2.5 billion people a year by the year 2030. These are meaningful innovations that help people to be healthy, live well and enjoy life, considering their entire health journey and believing that there's always a way to make life better. Hello, and welcome to the Live to Smile podcast. I'm your host, Megan Fairhall, and I'm here to take you on a journey, a journey to help you be the very best version of yourself. Today, we have cosmetic dentist, Dr. Manrina Rhodes. Manrina is a pioneer within the dental industry She qualified in 2002 and has since become known as one of the top aesthetic dentists in the UK. Her expertise in cosmetic dentistry led her to become appointed as one of the first dentists for Harvey Nichols and Harrods. She was also listed in dentistry's top 50 for the past two years running. She's a clinical ambassador for Obagi Skincare and also sits on the editorial board for clinical dentistry and is a judge for the upcoming private dentistry awards. you so much for joining me today marina it's an absolute pleasure to have you on board with us you have a very influential name within our dental industry so yeah it's fab to have you join us today thank you for having me megan oh excellent yeah if you could just start by telling us like a little bit about your journey kind of what got you to this point within your career and things as well
1: Yeah, so, um, oh, my journey. My journey story is a really long one. So I'm like thinking, which snippet should I tell you to to make this not take up the whole podcast? (laughs) So I, uh, well, when when I was at school, I wanted to be um, an actress. So I started off doing uh, theatre studies. um, I think it was doing Theatre Studies History of Maths at A-Level. And then uh, my headmistress kind of called me in and she was like, oh, Marina, you know, you're really good at science. But then you're also really good at art. And did you know that you could combine the two? um by becoming a dentist and I think my initial thought was oh why would I want to be a dentist I'm going to be a famous actress but but she was absolutely right so I um I went and did some work experience and I'm so grateful to her because she changed my life um and thought actually dentistry really does suit me very well and so that's where my career started back in the day and, and me going to dental school but I kept the acting element in my life it's always been something that I that I really enjoy and that's why I really enjoy my Instagram page um you know I have a A professional instagram page dr marina road and you know i i enjoy talking to camera i'm I'm really comfortable on screen and people people often ask me about that like oh you know how how do you do that how do you feel comfortable and i think you know it's something that it's not something that i've learned so i can't be like oh well there was this great technique it's just something that i was born with i've always really enjoyed enjoyed that enjoyed talking to camera being on stage, all these and performing. So yes, I'm glad with, with Instagram that I get to utilise that part of my of my personality, um, as well as that really scientific part that really enjoys the science behind behind dentistry and, and what we do there.
0: That's amazing and so interesting. I didn't know that about you. There you go. That's fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> and I think in hindsight, probably it makes me look back in reflection. I spent a lot of time myself as a child, kind of through dance schools and various activities, more like that. And it does kind of give you that confidence, maybe. I know you found this. exactly, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Oh, that's fabulous. What made you then go into dentistry from like a patient perspective? You know, you're obviously very science-based. You must have been very academic at school. And again, like we're saying about that confidence side behind it. Again, I know for me going into dentistry, for my patients, it was wanting to make a change um, in people's lives and particularly to their confidence. You know, it's, it's a really rewarding job that we have. Um, so, yeah, what were your kind of reasonings when it came to the patient side of things as to why you wanted to go into dentistry?
1: Well, I don't think that I came into it with, with a patient reason. Like I wasn't that person that graduated and thought, I want to help people. How can I do that? I was literally thinking, oh, I'd really enjoy that. Yeah, that's great. Oh, making pretty fillings in mouth. Oh, that's, I'm going to really enjoy that. But then obviously once I graduated, so my, my story again was interesting moving on from, from dental school. As soon as I finished my training, uh, there was a job that came up at, um, at Harvey Nichols. They were setting up their first dental clinic and all my friends were like, you have to apply in Marina. it's fashion and dentistry, like that's you, it's your job. So I was like, okay, right. So, so I applied for this job and, and was really fat, fortunate to get it. And so my career started, you know, 20 years ago at Harvey Nichols um, as their dentist. Um, working with this amazing crew of amazing clinicians, um, who studied all around the world and sent me all around the world to, to study. And, um, and what, so what I've always done is, is aesthetics, um, right from the very beginning up until now, my practice is limited to, to aesthetics. So making people look better with small makeovers and, you know, what, what can we do for your face and your skin and, and your teeth and your lips and, and the rest of it and really make, make you look the best that you can. So I feel I'm really fortunate in my job because people don't come to me with pain. So I don't get that feeling that some dentists get that, you know, patients come with pain and you get to take them out of pain. And, and I guess that must feel really good. But I do get the the satisfaction that, that I make people look better. Um, and I, that's what I really love about my job, my my patients decide they want to look better that something's bothering them and they want to do something about it and then they find they search and they choose their dentist and then they find me and then they come to me and so by the time they've come to me they already know what they want to do they already know they want me to do it um and and you know it's, it's easy then. you know you just go through and, and and you make that happen for them and it's such a beautiful transformation from that first visit where they come in a bit nervous and a bit awkward about the fact that they want to change something about their appearance you know quite often they'll be like oh you know I hope you don't think I'm vain and I'm like of course I don't think you're vain I think you're amazing that you want to do something about something that bothers you and then and and then we go through the journey together and you know they could be nervous at the beginning but you know we always become great friends and you know they start to look forward to their appointments and, and, and coming to see me and then I get to see it through to a transformation at the end when um when really you know we've achieved what it was that they wanted and then and then the follow-up appointments are really exciting as well and then seeing how different things change in your life because the way that you interact with people the way that you smile at people when you meet them and um, is everything you know it changes everything it will change your your job and and potentially your partner and it will change your interactions with, with everyone that you meet if suddenly rather than hiding your smile when you talk you can Smile broadly and and show off those those beautiful teeth that you're proud of.
0: Definitely, I think that the impact of the smile is huge. You know, it's often the first thing people notice, and you know, being able to help people and change that within them and their confidence is just so rewarding as a job. I, I know myself; I feel very lucky to have found something that I feel so passionate about, and it's evident as well your passion for it all and. I think that something that has been super inspiring from my part, and I know for many, particularly females in the industry, is that you have been a real pioneer for cosmetic dentistry within the UK, bringing a lot of techniques over um, from the US, implementing them. And just, again, as a female like within the industry, really running with those things, it's, it's extremely inspirational. And cosmetic dentistry you know, it isn't something that has necessarily been around as long as people think and there's more techniques coming through and, and things as well, which is really interesting. And I think personally as well, looking back over the last year, it'd be interesting to see your view on this. A lot of people are talking about the kind of Zoom boom now uh, is what it's kind of, I've heard it mentioned a few times, and it is about people now noticing their teeth when they're talking on Zoom and their meetings, which now, you know, we're all, everything's a lot more virtual and actually seeing how their teeth are when they're talking is very different to the original social media boom that we kind of had people seeing their teeth in, in photos, which is still posed, but actually the difference now. So yeah, what effect do you think that that's had on cosmetic dentistry over the last year or so?
1: oh yeah it's been massive and before um the term uh like the zoom the zoom boom or the zoom face was even uh coined um i was seeing it so massively with with my patients so you know we were closed from from march until june last year uh, with COVID, and then obviously we've been open since june so that's been great um, and patients were coming in straight away in june and you know before they would look at themselves for maybe two minutes a day if they're looking at themselves when they're brushing their teeth and if they're uh, looking at you know looking at themselves or four minutes they you know twice a day for two minutes but they're probably not like a lot of them as we know are walking around the house brushing their teeth and that's you know another thing that's a whole new conversation where I'm like mindfully brush <laughs> take the time out look at your face and brush your teeth quadrant by quadrant but yeah so for so now uh, and so quite often then you wouldn't look at yourself all day whereas now or in that period certainly you know you're you looking at yourself for like eight hours hours a day and and that every single patient that came in um, after the first lockdown was like oh manuina i hadn't really seen myself noticed myself before but i've just noticed oh this tooth goes on top of this one and you know now i can't even do a zoom meeting without even just staring at that tooth and why did i not know that was happening and you know and, and that's been incredible and it's been undeniable you know the impact it's had on people's sudden realization of what they actually look like because yeah they haven't looked at themselves before
0: Definitely. It's definitely something that um, I've already had orthodontics myself twice and I've relapsed again. But I've only really noticed that in the last year. So I'm like, right back to the orthodontics I go. (laughs) (laughs) And better with your retainers. I know. (laughs) I'm not good with that. Yeah, I think it's really interesting as well, like what you just briefly mentioned there about kind of thinking a little bit about oral hygiene and the kind of the overall health, like you were just mentioning about mindful brushing. And again, that's something I always say to my patients. I'm like, be in the moment when you're toothbrushing, because it can be one of those things that you're doing. And you're actually thinking about, you know, oh, I've, I've got to make the lunch and then I've, I've got to pack my bag. And what's, you know, your other tasks that are coming next and people aren't mindfully brushing. Um, they're missing areas. They are not having a kind of system when they're brushing and things as well. So I think that's such a good kind of valid point as well to just get across while we're kind of talking about the smile and things within this episode to touch a little bit on the kind of the oral hygiene side of things as well so yeah make sure you're all mindfully brushing out there guys um really take that time out use it as like your own little meditation time of like being in the moment really thinking about what you're doing because the long-term benefits of that will just be great to your oral hygiene your oral health and things as well Today's episode is brought to you by Philips Air, Their brand new 9900 Prestige electric toothbrush, which is their most advanced power toothbrush with SenseIQ. It's personalized guidance from the Philips Sonicare app. So as you brush, the SenseIQ technology senses pressure, motion, and coverage, removing up to 20 times more plaque. The beautifully designed handle comes in either champagne or midnight blue, making it an absolute piece of artwork for your bathroom. The links are in the show notes and where you can get yours. Just touching back a little bit there on the social media side of it and cosmetic dentistry, I think as well, there's a lot of people out there um, within the profession now on social media. You have an amazing social media presence online, Marina. It's, it's really great. You've done a such a good job there. And I think it's so important that as the dental professionals, we are the people that are online educating our patients, giving them the correct advice. There is so many other pages or brands or influencers saying things that aren't necessarily true. And that was a lot of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast was to highlight these things and have professionals on here to say, actually, you know, we're the ones that are giving you the correct advice. We're the ones with years of training and experience behind it. And it's important that you know the patients are getting the correct advice from us as the dental professionals but on that note kind of what would you advise a patient to to kind of look out for if they were looking to to source treatment because again there is so many of us online is there anything that you'd kind of say to to patients to kind of look out for if they were looking for a dentist for cosmetic treatments
1: oh yeah i get this. i get asked this all the time um, and actually i find it so amazing actually with them with patients, because sometimes, you know, they'll message me and they'll be like, oh, I'm going to have some cosmetic bonding done um, and I'm going to have it done with a local dentist because, you know, I don't think I can come up to London or I don't think I can afford you or whatever their reason is why they're not coming to me, but still getting my advice about it. And then I'll, they'll be like, I, I just want to tell you who I'm getting it done with and see what you think. And so then I'll be like, OK, yeah, sure. Let me know. And I always find it a bit interesting to see, to see you know, their patient's mindset. And then they'll send me a link on in, in Instagram because this is all on Instagram, this interaction. And then they'll send me a link to this this dentist's Instagram page, and you know, to me as as a as an aesthetic dental surgeon, I'm like, I look at the bonding and I think, oh, they've just stuck this bit of white composite with white white filling material um, on the tooth. There's no anatomy there. There's there's no form. You know, has this person had any formal training? But I also find it interesting that patients don't necessarily see that. They just I don't know. They see an, an Instagram page and then they're coming to me saying, "Should I go to this person?" And then it's quite difficult, also um, as a dentist, to know to know what the response should be because you don't want to, you know, put down anyone else's work. But but I think I think that's interesting. So so I, I guess what my answer to your question is that I normally ask them to ask their dentist for examples of their work. Certainly, so the treatment that I do more than anything else in my life is porcelain veneers. You know, I've done over 12,000 porcelain veneers in my career. And um, it's something that I do every single day. And and you know that if you sit on my Instagram and you see the cases that I'm doing every day, because I share them with you in my stories. And so if you ask me for a portfolio of of my work, I've got 12,000 veneers that I can show you, and and I'll show you and you can see them on my social media. But if you've got a dentist offering to do some veneers for you, um, maybe you can ask them, can I see some work that you've done? And if they haven't got any to show you, then they probably haven't done any. I think the reason a dentist often gives is oh I haven't got photo consent but if you've done enough cases then then you have got photo consent so you know if you're looking for experience maybe you can ask for for pictures of of previous work that they've done maybe they haven't got photos because maybe they are just young and maybe that's okay with you as well to go to someone young who's just starting out and you're not looking for depending on what you're looking for but obviously patients always look at online reviews I think that's a good thing good thing to look out for if there's people saying nice things about the clinic then then probably they're gonna they care and they're gonna look after you um and if you have a look at the examples of of the particular treatment that you're going to have done with that particular dentist ask them to show you examples or look on their social media then that should give you some sort of idea as well but yeah if if, if patients can tell because yeah I don't know we should I wish we could flip this back to patients listening now and say (laughs) you know how do they how do they judge the look of work
0: Mm, yeah true it's it's from their point of perspective as well isn't it I guess and I think that with so many people on social media now as well, I think there is some insane quality of work being put up. There's, you know, some dents out there doing some fabulous work. And I know even myself, it then makes me kind of question my own work sometimes. I think, oh, I don't want to post mine because the the level is is up there now. I'm doing some additional training myself at the moment with Monique Versant, doing a diploma uh, with him as stuff as well. Because, because of social media, it's made me go, I need to up my game. And mm-hmm. I also think as well, it's so important for that continual learning as, you know, a dental therapist, myself, as you as a dentist, like we do such hardcore training at university. It's heavy, you know, mm-hmm. and to then come out into the world and go, oh, we actually, you just need to do a few CPD hours a couple of year, like a couple of times a year. That's not enough for us. Our brains weren't built for that. And I think the additional training is so important and there's so many things coming out and this goes for any industry that you're in like the additional learning that growth is so important And I know you yourself you do a lot of training courses and things as well don't you for dentists with your veneers and things Um, similarly to Mm -hmm. me I do a lot of training courses for hygienists and therapists and yeah I can't be a big enough advocate for kind of the importance of additional learning training growth otherwise I think you can become very bored frustrated and and stagnant within your industry and then as well you're watching other people doing all these amazing things and you just kind of feel a bit stuck and left behind as well so i think it's you know such an important factor there as well
1: and i think it's really important to not feel stuck and left behind but to do something about it like if you're seeing beautiful work and you don't feel like you can achieve that then exactly what you've done go and do a course and learn how to do it beautifully because we've all got the capacity to learn as dentists. We're, we're clever people who have got good grades and got through a difficult degree, out dentist or dental therapist, you know, within, within our profession. And so, yeah, don't, don't feel bad about it. Just change it, learn it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: And also, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit today about your kind of within your your career and your lifestyle you know you have a very busy lifestyle you've got a lot going on for you on like a day-to-day basis like what's a kind of a, d- a day in the life of Man Marina Road <laughs> so um
1: yeah my life is insanely busy and more so in the last year or so where where I've launched my skincare line and my courses and so it's not just the clinic it's you know it's three businesses basically that I'm running um under my my brand umbrella which is which is DRMR my initials, Dr. Marina Road. So, yeah, so I think, you know, self-care is really important. Putting little habits into my day to make sure that I'm doing the best for myself. So, um, for example, I took on a nutritionist recently because I felt like, you know, it's it's constantly sort of realizing. So I kind of realized that I was eating the same things all the time. I kept ordering, making, doing the same supermarket order and then going to my go-to meals and making my my go-to meals. And then I was like, well, I don't know if I'm getting enough variety in my diet. And um you can have a thought like that and kind of realize that maybe you're not optimizing the way you're eating um, and then you can do something about it or not. And so I thought, right, I need to do something about it, but I'm really I don't need to. But it'd be nice to do something about it. And I don't have time to actually do something about it. So I took on a nutritionist for three months um, and got her to do something about it, so I told her what I was eating every day and got her to swap things in and move things around to mix things up a bit. And that was great. And I've done that. So one thing that she introduced into my life—that's why this was such a long story—getting to this bit—was um, I used to always start my day with a coffee, and um, and she's got me to start my day with with organic ginger, sliced ginger, and lemon, um, with a bit of vitamin C in it. So now what I do is I make overnight oats the night before, and then I wake up in the morning, I make this. Cut up some ginger and lemon, and have that, and then I can go. I go through and, and have my day. I try and plan my my food as much as possible. So again, I'm so I'm eating well. I think if you don't plan, um, I actually bought um, a pad from Amazon where you can write your shopping list, the foods that you need, and all the meals that you plan to have for the week. Um, and I find that way also it saves me time because I don't have to think about, oh, what am I having for dinner? I can just look at the pad and it's it's written there. And then um, in my lunch hour, I plan out time for workout and lunch. So it's not like, oh, I'm too busy in the morning. I can't do it. I'm too tired at night. By the time I finish, it's in there in my day. My workouts are part of my schedule. Um, So I make sure that I get those in as as good stress relief as well. So yeah, so I'll have my my lemon water. I'll take my bits with me. I'll go to work. I'll work. I'll work out. I'll finish my day's work. Um, When I come home from work, typically there's there's more that I need to do for my businesses. So what I'll do is I'll relax for a minute. Um, I like to walk home from work so that I've got that time to kind of clear my head and get some outside space in my life someone said recently that we should be spending at least 120 minutes a week um outside so like a big part of that is when i'm um, when i'm walking home from work and then i when i get home i relax for a minute and and unwind and maybe have something to eat and then um, and then i'll go back and work again because there'll be other things that i need to catch up on definitely when i've had a surgery day because when you're in surgery there's no time to do anything else and then i've got my other businesses to handle and then after that I, I stop and relax and and to be fair um at the moment that's majorly been been netflix and amazon prime for me that i look forward to when that's all finished to just sitting on my sofa and putting on a really good show and there's so many good ones out there um and watching an episode of that and then um, I, I don't keep a TV screen in my in my bedroom because I don't think it's I don't feel like it's good for me. So um, then I go to bed and then I read um, until I until I fall asleep. I always keep a fiction and a non-fiction book on the go at the same time so that I can if I feel like, yeah, personal development, then I'll read something from my from my non-fiction, And if I've just like enough today, Manuina, just relax and then I'll pick up my, my fiction and, and just escape into that world for a bit until I fall asleep.
0: That is amazing. Like what a great a great routine there and I think you've incorporated so many important like core values into your day and again being such a a busy female clinician entrepreneur you know all of these things it is so important to have these underlying things in your life every day to help everything run smoother mentally physically and everything and you've really incorporated so many amazing things there you know you're kind of your diet your exercise your outside being in nature and and that kind of space even and reading and all of these things like that that is like so good and you can see why you're so successful because to have all those things in place you know that that really kind of contributes to you as a person I think and who you are so that's incredible thank you and you mentioned as well previously about your skincare brand DRMR so if you could just tell us a little bit more about that as well while we've got you here today
1: Yeah, of course. That's It's an exciting thing in my life. Um, Well, all of it's really exciting, actually. My course is exciting and I love my patients at my clinic, but yeah, I love my skincare line. So I have obviously, you know, been working in aesthetics for for 19 years. So I graduated in in 2002 and then I went into aesthetics straight after VT, so 2003, so 18 years. I don't know where it adds up to, 2001, 18 years in aesthetics. And so it's a long time to be doing the same thing. So I started off basically doing sort of five treatments. So in cosmetic, within cosmetic dentistry, porcelain veneers, teeth whitening, uh, white filling, bonding, contouring, um, inlays, onlays, and, uh, and, and simple orthodontics. And then, you know, I did that a lot for a really long time. And, you know, like you said, personal development is really important. And I couldn't agree more with you um, that if we're not growing and learning new things, then, you know, you get stagnant and you lose your passion. Well, for me, certainly, you lose, I lose my passion. And so I'm always trying to find new ways of doing things, improved ways of doing things within those fields, within cosmetic dentistry. And absolutely, I brought, I brought new techniques over like gum fillers from America and all, always looking for, for the most innovative ways to give great predictable results within those. Um, and then I used to refer out for everything else. So, you know, I've, I've, I've never done a root canal treatment or taken a tooth out, um, or cleaned anyone's teeth since my training days. They're, they're just not treatments that I do. They're treatments that I refer out. And equally, I used to refer out for skin um, and facial aesthetics. And then about six, seven years ago, I suddenly thought, you know what? Those are treatments that I would like to start taking control of because they're very close to what I'm doing. I've always done facially driven dental design, so whatever I've created in the mouth has always been about the face. So inevitably, there'll be some recommendation that I'll be going to this person for, for this, that, or the other to complement what I'm doing. Um, and then I decided to, to take on those treatments myself, and maybe also because. I myself started to age, I probably just noticed that, you know, at 35 onwards, something changed about the way that I looked. And then I thought, okay, well, it'd be good to understand these treatments better, if I'm going to be having them myself, um, so that I know, I know, you know, really, really what's going on, rather than just referring it out and leaving it to someone else. So then I got quite, quite heavily into, into anti-aging skincare, I am, I'm a clinical ambassador for for Abaji, which is, which is a brilliant skincare line, um, and I work very closely with. So I was working with them for a while, and you know, got, got, right into my facial aesthetics and um, my injectables as well um, and for me those things are like my, my time off so in my day you know if I've got I'll, I'll typically have a veneer case in the morning and then in the afternoon if I've just got you know some white fillings the whitening or whitening or facial aesthetics it's like ah oh, relax you know that's it's certainly a lot less in depth than than the focus that well it all requires focus but veneer preparation you know it's a very you know, we're talking micro millimetres with, with what we're doing there. So it's, it can, it's pretty hardcore. Um, it's hard on your back and it's hard on your eyes and it's hard on your body to, to really achieve perfection with that, which which we always try to do. And so, so I was working with Abaji and then um, I came across, uh, I met a friend at a course who's a dermatologist um, in in the Dominican Republic and um, she said Marina, you know you you do so well with bargie. why don't you start your own skincare line um and I was like how would I even do that like having my own product lines always been something that's been in my mind I guess I always thought it would be toothpaste and I've had, had all these toothpaste ideas throughout my career that I've never done anything with and she was like well I've got my own skincare line and, and I'll help you through it you know I, we're friends and so I was like brilliant, and so she did, and um and so then I did. I, I launched this skincare line. So I still work with Abaji because they're brilliant, and and they've got things in their line that I don't have in mind. Prescription medical grade products, you know, like hydroquinone for removing pigmentation, you know, prescription strength retinol like tretinoin. So uh, salicylic acid, like their cleanser, dump system. So for all of these things, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll my patients will use will use Abaji. But what I created was a basic. I want to say anti-aging, but I don't want to use the word anti-aging because I think it's a bad word and we shouldn't be worried about aging. Um, I think my, my slogan for my, for my company is be your best you. And so it's the skincare line that allows you to be, be your best you. And so it's a basic set of products, um, that, that I believe that we should be using every day, not to, to mask our problems, but to stimulate our own skin, to allow our own skin to be the best it can be
0: that's amazing. And I think as well, like you say, it's kind of going into the science behind it all. Again, you, you were an expert within your field with these, these kind of things. So it's great to have the experts producing the actual products and things now, you know, you're, you're kind of on the floor kind of as such, seeing what it is that people need, seeing the reactions that people are actually getting and things as well. So to be the person behind creating these things is just incredible as well. And I think it's interesting what we kind of touched on saying about kind of personal growth development. And also for you, it's it's obviously been a part of following your passions. You know, it's yeah. the whole kind of cosmetic side of dentistry and the face and skincare. It all kind of blends together so nicely. And that's something that you've really kind of continued throughout your career. And I always think that, you know, so many doors do open, don't And it's just going down the ones that you feel excite you or you feel like you're in your flow yeah. when you're kind of doing those things as well and I've always thought um, and something I always go through on my kind of courses with my delegates is saying there are so many different avenues within dentistry and similarly that can be applied to multiple different industries and and career paths but actually it's finding what parts that you love the most and running with those because you won't feel like you're having to slog at work if, if that's the case you know you will genuinely enjoy and look forward to what you're doing and that's something that you have obviously and evidently kind of really done is really hone in on like the cosmetic side of things that you really enjoy. and again that that's just so evident in in who you are as a clinician, through your social media, through your presence within the industry and things as well. So yeah, it's really it's really interesting as well. and I think to see other clinicians like yourself becoming entrepreneurial and delving into product and lines and things as well, rather than just thinking that you have to be clinical all the time. I think that's something that when we first train, we almost think, right into clinic we go and that's our life and I think that there's a lot of people within the industry at the moment proving that doesn't actually have to be the case um, and there's lots of different avenues within the industry within dentistry but like I say for thinking about that in any career path as well in any industry that you work in so yeah I'm definitely going to have to give this skincare a go I, again something I think so important everyday prevention as well with skincare so important um, like any kind of health uh, as much prevention as possible really
1: Yeah. Daily SBS. I've made a code for you guys. I made a discount code for your followers. Amazing.
0: Thank you so much. Everyone can try it out. Yeah. (laughs) We'll pop that in the show notes and then everyone can grab that. So yeah, guys, make sure you go and check out Marina's DRMR skincare. So next up, a few little pointers just to run through about just kind of what would you say your keys to success are? I know we've probably touched on quite a few of these points, but is there anything else that you'd kind of say that is has been important to, to your success within your career?
1: Yeah, so I've always been, um, as a personality type, felt like if I was, Standing still, then I was going backwards, and um, I've always wanted to be pushing forward, pushing forward. I'm always pushing, pushing, pushing um, to to improve, uh, you know, with my with my workouts and with my career and with the way I practice and with my with my clinical practice, and I think that that's been the key to my success. Really, it's it's interesting because you really are you really do achieve whatever you believe. Oh, well, wow, that rhymed. I should put that somewhere. It's like a t-shirt. Slogan. <laughs> um, and I remember, I, I was, I know that I would always like this, because I remember talking to my best friend when we were very young. So when we, when we just graduated, um, probably like, you know, at 23, um, I'm 42 now. So, you know, it feels like a long time ago. And I said to her, I used to get annoyed because she would just, not because I was doing all these great things. Like I started working at Harvey Nichols. And I was working for Lundosler, which was the top or only cosmetic clinic in the country. And and doing all my, my studies in America because there weren't any cosmetic dental studies in the UK at the time. And I felt frustrated for her because I felt like, she wasn't achieving her potential. She's a beautiful, intelligent woman. She's my best friend. And I said, why aren't you pushing yourself? Why aren't you trying to do more with your career? And I was like, what's your aim in life? What do you want in life? And she was like, oh, I just want to be happy. And at the time I was like, oh, no, no." <laughs> I was so frustrated with her response because for me there was so much that I wanted and and I did go and achieve all of that everything that I wanted I went for it and I got it and you know it was it was all really hard work and I dedicate I dedicated a lot a lot of my life to I don't chill I I'm always always achieve, trying to achieve something and then just recently uh, I was talking to her and I thought God she really had it right though like what she wanted was happiness and that of course is the ultimate aim in life that's what everyone wants in life and. She's got a beautiful life uh, with a wonderful husband and three kids, um, and she's found a a nice little niche in holistic dentistry that that she really enjoys, and so she's she's achieved that, and that's great. And you know, what I said that I was going to do, I've done. And so uh, yeah, I think you know, Megan, really, you just yeah, whatever you want, it doesn't have to be success. It doesn't have to be all of this. It can be that. But if you just be clear in your mind about what it is that you want, not because you think you should have it because of social media or because of parental pressures, but within your own essence, who you are what you
0: want, and then and then make that your life. Definitely. And I think that from what you've just said there about your friend as well, you know, we, we're all unique, we're all different. And it is about honing in on, on what that part of you is, your USP, um, as they say, you know. And yeah, it sounds like, you know, she had a completely different path to you, but it was unique to yeah. her as well. Yeah, and it's perfect. It's perfect. Her path is perfect, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so but it. I think as well, like you're saying, it's kind of having that vision, setting those goals for what you want from your life, like whichever kind of path and things that may be. But I do definitely think it's important to, you know, spend some time. I was reading something the other day and I'm saying we never just allow ourselves to be bored anymore and just sit because in those moments, we're like scrolling through our phones and things instead. And actually in those moments of like boredom and daydreaming, that's when people are creative. That's where ideas come from. Growth. Exactly. And I just think, it, you know, it's trying to take some time out each day just to go, do you know what, I'm I'm not going to and those moments of boredom sit and scroll through my phone. I'm just going to sit with my thoughts and like contemplate things. And it is amazing what comes through in those moments.
1: Yeah. I do it on my walk home. I just, yeah. Zone out. I don't, you know, I don't talk to anyone or do anything. It just, let my thoughts collect themselves. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's so important. And also holidays used to really be that for me. I used to go away quite frequently, at least sort of every other month. Um, and that's not happened for a while. But um, but that's the other time where you kind of take that time, like busy, busy life, take it out. And then when you're on holiday, holiday just stop, just sit and stare at the sea. And that's it. <laughs> you know, enjoy that moment.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I hopefully that's something we can get back to this year for sure. Because I do think you're saying it is going away, and often for me, it would take me a good few days whilst I was on holiday to really switch off and get to that point still, because I'm so like constant and wired and busy and things as well. So yeah, it's it's uh, definitely one of those things. And just to kind of finish up here as well, what we're doing with the podcast is giving our listeners a few little tips, takeaways from today. And I feel like we've actually got so many things to take away, which is amazing, but actually just like three specific things that they could start to implement straight into their daily lives um, that are going to start to make a difference. I'm going to be actioning these things myself as well. So I'm going to spend a few weeks actioning these things, and then I'm going to kind of report back and see how I've got on with them as well. So what would your tips be for us today?
1: Okay, so um, the first one has to be um, the one about mindful brushing. I know that you probably don't need to action this because you're already doing it. Um, but, um, but it's such a massive one. Actually not walking around the house while you're brushing your teeth, but for two minutes, twice a day, stopping, looking in the mirror, clearing your thoughts and, and, and actively brushing your mouth quadrant by quadrant. So do your lower right and then your lower left and then your upper right and then your upper left. And then within that quadrant, brushing every part of each tooth. So the outside gum margin, the inside gum margin, and then the top of the teeth. So that's like 30 seconds. If you've got an electric toothbrush, it will buzz for you after 30 seconds. So 30 seconds in, in each quadrant, touching every part of every tooth. I think that can make that can make a massive difference for quite type A people who are going to really struggle with that. The other tip that you can, you can have to help with it is um, I used to have this like swivel thing. I don't know what the technical term is for it, but it was like a, a round plate and that you can stand on. And I stand on it when, when I brush so that I was working my abs while I was brushing for two minutes twice a day. So you feel like you're doing something, but it, it makes you just stand there and, and stay in one place. So yeah, so that's tip number one. Tip number two, yeah, maybe maybe the the starting your day with with a warm drink that, that's good for you. So not necessarily a tea or a coffee, but starting it with, with ginger infused water, lemon infused water, apple cider infused water, whatever it is. Whether that's good for you or not, and I don't know, you know, how much research there is out there and if it's actually measurable, if it's actually doing you any benefit. I think it does a massive amount for your mindset that you've started your day with something that you're actively doing, not because you feel like having that coffee, but you're actively doing something that's good for you. So, yeah, I think changing those habits and starting the day with with, with the warm water. Obviously, if you're going to have lemon in it, um, please make sure you brush your teeth before you have your lemon water, not after, or you will brush away your enamel. And my third tip, maybe the, um I think put, putting it into your lifestyle 120 minutes outside a week. So really make a conscious effort. Look at your week and work out how how much you're outside. Hopefully we'll be outside more with the weather getting better. But even and coming out of lockdown. But but even then, you know we can quite often go from our houses to our surgeries to you know if you even if you went to a bar to, bar or restaurant you're just inside all the time and actively kind of being outside for those 120 minutes and maybe as a little add on to that is um, is also just grounding yourself with the earth. So yeah, I do this sometimes on my on my walk home in Hyde Park. I'll so I'll take my shoes off, put my feet on on, on the grass, and just people must be looking and thinking who's this crazy woman? And I'll just stand there for a couple of minutes, um, and let let feel the earth and just reconnect a little bit, and then um, put my shoes on and carry on again. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah. So those are my three tips
0: amazing well i'm definitely going to get started on those this week and implementing those into my life for sure and i'll look forward to kind of reporting back and seeing how we get on amazing but otherwise thank you so much marina this has been so insightful so inspiring and it's a real privilege to have you here with us today so thank you so much for your time it's been fabulous
1: thank you for having me
0: Thanks for joining us on today's episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I have. So much to take away from today. But actually, just to summarize those key points that I want you to action straight into your lives as of this week are, firstly, talking about the toothbrushing, following Ramrina's steps with your toothbrushing and mindful brushing there. Using an electric toothbrush, I'll pop in the show notes my recommendations with the Philips Sonicare with some links so that you can click straight to buy. And then also second up we're starting your day with some form of kind of lemon or ginger, hot water. And this can really help obviously with the vitamin C, your immune system, and just again, a great way to start your day. And then the last thing that Marina has recommended for us is spending some time outside in nature. Let's aim for 120 minutes throughout the week, record your hours every day. So guys, if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and hit subscribe. I'm really excited to have you guys be a part of the Live to Smile journey of being the best versions of ourselves. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode and seeing how we've all got along on this journey so far.